Chicago Bears, by many outlets, grades, have done a really good job at improving the team in the NFL draft. We're going to talk about some of the biggest needs facing the Chicago Bears still after the draft, takeaways from the draft, and dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. All right, Bears fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes. If you want to follow me, you can do so at CEO Hayes. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Shy Bears Central. But let's go ahead and get into it, right? What are the biggest needs remaining for the Chicago Bears after what they did in the NFL draft? Well, Ryan Poles was interviewed by NBC Sports, and he said this. You want to fix everything immediately, but it's got to work the right way. The right players got to be there that fit our scheme. They want to be here, so we, can, we can't we can fix everything at a high level in one swoop. Listen, first of all, that is what me, C-Dub, and Bobby have been preparing you guys literally since before the season even ended. Yes, I know there are going to be a lot of Bears fans that see certain uh, aspects of the team that weren't addressed in the way that we hope this offseason and almost automatically try to label this offseason or whatever a fail and we didn't do the right things in the draft. Every single hole is not going to be filled in one offseason. It's it's almost nearly impossible to do. You have to get extremely lucky to be able to fill every single need that you have in one offseason. Now, while center absolutely is one that we expected to be maybe addressed later in the draft, it was not. Ryan Poles has already said he pre- feels pretty confident at that center position when you really look at what we have. Even having a rookie there that did not get to a rookie last season that did not get the player very much opportunity, but they're running Cody Whitehair back and Lucas Patrick back there to be primarily the centers and depth pieces on that offensive line. An offensive line that has got much better, has improved, and is considerably younger as well. When asked about the defensive end position, Ryan Poles had this to say. Camp's a long way away. We'll stay our, stay on our toes, and if something presents itself, we'll be able to do that. We'll be able to do it financially as well. Speaking of financially, the Bears still have the most salary cap available right now at about $10 million. Um, and so the only team that's close to us in that, no, we have $10 million more than the next team uh, below us, and that is the Carolina Panthers. And then also factor into the, into the equation, that the Chicago Bears are also first in line for any players that come through that waiver wire. So if players are waived, the Bears are going to be first in line to be able to sign them if they fit what the Bears have going on. There will be another wave of free agency. There always is. As teams start to release other players and you know make room for their draft picks, they have their rookie camp, see what undrafted free agents may make it, they make uh, cost-cutting measures, there are going to be a- another wave of free agents that the Bears are in a great position to take advantage of. That includes defensive end. That includes players like Yannick Ngakwe, who's still out there, who many people expected to have a deal by now. And considering he doesn't have a deal done, that's the perfect scenario for the Bears to slide in there and get their uh, do one of their... Ryan Poles patented one-year prove-it deals. Now, again, does even uh, Yannick Ngakwe um, uh, fill everything or bring everything that the Chicago Bears need? No, but it's not going to happen either. You're not going to get the perfect player, probably at all at this point, the perfect player for that edge position for the Chicago Bears. But again, looking at Dominique Robinson, looking at Travis Gibson, looking at Rasheem Green, looking at some of the talent that we have on the defensive end position, if Ryan Poles does decide to, to run it back as a youth movement um, and really take another look at these younger players, I still think veterans are coming in. But even if he was to, to wait and really try to evaluate 
some of these younger players that were already on the roster, it still kind of makes sense to do. When you look at how we've impacted the interior defensive line, right? And that's going to make things easier on the edge. I think sometimes we kind of look at things in a vacuum and forget that the interior defensive line and the work that you do there, it also impacts what we get on the edge rushers. And we didn't have a very impactful uh, in interior defensive line last season. We just didn't. Now, that could change dramatically for the Chicago Bears in, in the talent that they add, especially when you look at just some of the athletes that, that they've added, which we'll talk about here in a second as well, because the Bears did very good at adding some, some high-level athletes to this team. Overall, yes, the Bears still have work to do. I don't think anybody's going to say that they don't. But it, if everything is not fixed this offseason, again, I've been trying to prepare you guys for this. It's not coming. Everything was not going to get fix this offseason. Now, what Ryan Poles did was, I think, make the right decision. He went out and got a, a lot of young, talented players that do present to be starters, if not immediately, at some point for the Chicago Bears, and talented players overall. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and get into that, right? Talked about, you know, kind of what the whole, what what positions are left needed to be filled for the team. Center, defensive end are some of the biggest ones. Uh, we've almost have almost every, every other position kind of shored up and that depth chart pretty good. But what are the takeaways? what happened with the Chicago Bears draft, right? And how, how, how it impacts the team overall. One, the Bears got considerably better. If you look over this offseason, everything that we've added, how we improved the offensive line from what it was last season, even if it's not quite as, as improved as we would have liked, it's been drastically improved. We improved our linebacking core as well. Really good linebacking core that we've done there. Um, and you, you look at the weapons for Justin Fields. We prioritize getting Justin Fields weapons and protection. The Bears got better, period. We can talk all day about how that translates to wins. And yes, in fairness, the Bears were a three-win team. There's really, hopefully, only one way to go up from being a three-win team, and that's up. But the Bears did it. They executed. We got considerably better. And that's ultimately what was the, what was the goal this offseason is get better, get weapons, get protection for Justin Fields. We did those things, right? Uh, another takeaway, the players that we drafted, we drafted a, a a bunch of young, highly athletic players to the team. Just this period, right? The, what Ryan Poles went out and did is he got high-level athletes for this team, and that, yes, not and being a high-level athlete doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to one-for-one project to be a great player at the NFL level, but when you look at the RAS scores, we got some of the players that scored at the top of that area, and we got high-level athletes. Um, uh, every player that we drafted had an above eight on the RAS score, right? That is, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, especially with 10 being the highest. We got damn good in the area. When you look at Darnell Wright, rating at a 9.6. Jervon Dexter, a 9.5. Tyreek Stevenson, an uh, 8.9. Uh, Zach Pickens, a 9.23. We got high-level athletes that come in. Yes, some of them are rawer than others, and yes, some of them have things that are absolutely they need to work on on the game. They're rookies. That comes with the territory. But we got players that at their position are high-level athletes, smart, intelligent football players as well. Let's not overlook that. And that all fit a position of need. When you look at Roshan Johnson specifically, the Bears got potentially a steal at that possession, position, and I think they believe they did as well. Not saying that he's necessarily coming in, he's going to be the running back one on day one. No, that's ridiculous. But he is going to come in and I think carve himself out a role. Look at so many players that what we got, not just for what they project to be now immediately for the Chicago Bears, but also in the future for the team. The Bears did damn good in this draft, and that's one of the biggest takeaways. We improved, 
We got high-level athletes. We got players that fit our scheme, players that fit the situation and fit needs for the Chicago Bears, and we got protection and weapons for Justin Fields. Now, one of the takeaways, too, we still have huge holes at that edge position. One of the positions we did think I was highly confident we were going to get something done at the edge. Doesn't seem like we did it in the way that I thought, again, but not every position or role is going to be filled every offseason. So, you know, that is one of the glaring holes that we do have as far as what still needs to be done um, after the draft. And that's why I kind of let it off what I talked about. Edge, we definitely need some help at the edge. But overall, the Bears got better. We got high-level athletes. We made the right decision. We had a damn good draft as well. And we did one of the things that were that were most important, and that is protecting our investment in our franchise quarterback in Justin Fields. All right, moving on from that, talking about contracts, everything else, Ryan Poles was asked about Jalen Johnson and potentially signing him to a contract extension, and he had this to say. Jalen, I hope is a guy we get to keep here for a while too. So I'm excited about that group inside and out and the depth of it as well. That That's definitely my goal. That's always what I wanted to do is get my second contract. Oh, that was Jalen Johnson. He said, uh, I always want to get my second contract with the Bears. We already know that. Um, but with that said, Ryan Post has said the same thing. In fairness, he said the same thing about Roquan Smith. He said the same thing about David Montgomery, and we saw those players shipped out. So just because Ryan Post says that he wants to keep somebody in a Bears uniform, that his goal is to sign them to another contract, that doesn't always mean that that's going to be the case. I don't. I don't think anybody expects the GM to come out and be like, "Oh yeah, we're not going to resign him. He can go wherever he wants. We're gonna we're gonna trade Roquan here by the trade deadline." Nobody expects them to say that, right? But I do think that they're going to try to reach a contract extension if they can, and if they can come to a number, I think that he'll, he'll be here. He is our quarter, cornerback one right now, and I think that that projects to stay that same way for for at least if he does decide to leave. But that's kind of the next thing on the horizon. If, for those that know. You have to reach a spending floor. That means you have to spend a certain amount of money each offseason. That doesn't change the salary cap that you can spend, but re-signing players to new contracts during the season counts towards reaching that cap floor. The Bears still have a little bit of money that they need to spend. I think about 7 to $12 million they still need to spend during this season to get to that area. Again, you have to just get to it by the end of the season. So it's not anything that they necessarily need to address by the end of this offseason, but contract extensions, things start playing towards that. So monitor that situation with Jalen Johnson and what his contract ends up being with the Chicago Bears. But all right, before we go, uh, just because there's been so many of you guys that ch chimed in from the mailbag from the draft over the weekend, I'm going to go ahead and play one of the voicemails today. And this is from Old Faithful. This is from Mike from PA. Hey, yo, Hayes, how you doing? Um, I just wanted to comment on the whole looking at the future of Jalen Carter and whether he becomes great or not. Um, my thing is, if Darnell Wright, does his job to protect Justin Fields and Nate Davis and Braxton Jones and all these guys how Poles is rebuilding this offensive line. If we can reduce that 55 freaking sacks down to something in the, I don't know what the mid twenties, I don't, I don't know what the average sack is. What, I mean, sack number for QBs in the NFL, but I'm, um, we definitely got to get it below the 55. So uh, if Darnell Wright uh, does his job, I would take him every day and twice on Sunday over defensive guy. We got to protect our guy. All right, that's my thoughts. Peace, brother. Enjoy the rest of the draft. All right, I love the points that Mike made uh, here as far as that. Yes, you know, passing on Jalen Carter, and it's something that I've even said. It's something that I'm always going to monitor and see 
how the how does Jalen Carter work out? Because you know that is one of the th- questions that because of what the Bears did in the trade and the fact that he was there for them, it's always going to be a question. All right, how did he do? Did you make the right decision with Darnell Wright? And Mike pointed out a, a great thing here. At least initially, one of the biggest things to look at is that we got protection for our quarterback. We need to reduce the number of hits that Justin Fields take and and going after an offensive lineman that still projects to be high. Some people, like I said, even have him as potentially ending up being the best offensive tackle coming out of this draft when it's all said and done. Some people even said the best player. That's high marks for an offensive tackle, but that is kind of the mindset behind that. So ultimately it's this. However Darnell Wright's career goes and Jalen Carter's career goes, we're always going to, it's always going to be tied in a way, right? They're always going to look back. It could be five, six, ten years from now. They're always going to look back and say, hey, y'all remember when the Bears traded that pick that they could have drafted Jalen Carter, especially if Darnell Wright does not work out. But at least now, I understand the character concerns around Jalen Carter also, the workout concerns, things like that. Whatever it is, you went and got protection for your quarterback, so I'm not going to hate you for that. But we are always going to look and see what the end of that deal ends up becoming when it's all said and done in evaluation. But Right now, not mad at it. I understand what they did, and I think they made the decision that is to put their quarterback in the best situation for him to also grow as a passer, and I can't be mad at that. I know some Bears fans are, and I can't say that it's wrong for them to be either. We'll all see what it, how it shakes out over the course of these players' careers. But that is it for today's daily episode of Chicago Bears Central. Make sure you're following the show at Shy Bears Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Central at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailback episodes that go down on Fridays, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break, 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 media. media.